Welcome, friend, to the trifecta of joy. What is the trifecta? Awareness, befriending your inner critic, and raising your vibe. This podcast is about you, your life, your adventure, and how to live it juicy. Our podcast is brought to you by Perfectly Imperfect Life Coaching. Download your free joy guide at www.freejoybook.com. A gift from us to you. Again, www.freejoybook.com. I'm your host, Tanya Gill. But really, we're in this together. Connected, sharing, and adventuring through life. So let's do it with joy. Welcome to the trifecta of joy, my friends. I'm joined by a magnificent soul. Today, I'm joined by Deb Porter, and Deb is on a mission to Mr. Rogers the world through teaching and practicing confidential, compassionate listening. To that end, she created HOLD, which stands for Hearing Out Life Drama. HOLD is a confidential listening service different from therapy, but outside the common circle of family, friends, and coworkers. She makes sure that her team of trained listeners helps lighten your load. Deb, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. What a gift. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, so when we met, I was like, hold, this is such an interesting concept. The idea of hearing out life drama. Tell me a little bit about how this came to be. So I was working as a funeral arranger and the, um, my employer changed the pay structure. And consequently, I was like, ah, shit, <laughs> now what? And um, I was, at the time I was reading a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Ah, and, good. Yes. And so in that book, he talks about imagination. And so I began to sit with the thought of imagination. And I thought, if I could do anything, if I could do anything in the world, what would I do? And I just sat with that, like, and I just let myself be five and have that not be scary. <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble when I was hyper imagining things. Oh, okay. So the imagination. So you went back to the five-year-old imagination that got in trouble for being an imagination creator, dreamer kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And hold came. I was, I thought about life coaching. I was like, nope, nope, nope. And one day I was walking through my house because I was like, I could go back to school the rest of the way and, you know, do therapy, become a therapist, certify, get that certification because I already have a lot of certification. I'm, um, I have a, a, a master of divinity degree, 96 hour, um, in pastoral care and counseling. And I was like, but it doesn't fit. It doesn't translate well into therapy. So, uh, as I began to imagine one day in my house, I'm walking through and I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking, and there it is. Hold. Uh, listen to people just listen to people just listen to people mm -hmm. so okay so hold hearing out life drama the idea behind this is that you offer a service where people can book and have an opportunity to just have someone hold space for them yeah. and hear out their life drama absolutely now yeah. Why do you, why do you see that as being so beneficial? What is the benefit that you offer in this? Um, well, I saw the benefit in my own life when I was a caregiver. I was a caregiver to my spouse for eight years prior to my funeral arranging um, stint. And there were days during that caregiving 
when, oh my gosh, I just needed somebody to hear me. And my friends, I love them so much. My family, I love them so much. Sometimes they would get pulled off of their center and they would want to fix it for me. They would want to, they would want to offer solutions. They would want to help. And oh my gosh, what I needed was just to be heard. That's all I needed. Just, just hold space with me and just listen for a moment and let me get it out. And so ultimately, yeah, um, being heard, it's so beneficial. Okay, first of all, the scientific benefit, right? We already know the science proves that when we're heard, our brain changes. The brain, the brain actually changes inside. We go from the um, amygdala. Uh, it we're able to move up to higher functions until we get to that prefrontal cortex where we can actually problem solve. But we're in when we're in the midst of something, we can't. We absolutely can't. Um, being heard also deepens our relationships with those around us. It, it makes it so much better when when we know another person really hears us, it, it just, it deepens that connection. And finally, it gives a person being heard the clarity to move on. Mm. Yeah. So, so let's go back to the first one. So we know that we know that when someone is in fight or flight, we'll just yep. go with flight. When someone's under high stress, high yep. pressure, that you're right. Like what you described is, you know, we go into that, into that animal instinct and it's a lot harder for us to see big picture for us to feel connected. It's that sensation of needing to really truly fight or flight, like you said. And so being heard creates that space. Right. And, and I love how you described, you know, we all have people in our lives who are friends, our family, people that we, you know, that we know, like, and trust that we can share things with. But often, just like you said, when people who love us hear our challenges or are, are really trying to hold space for us, they're also trying to problem solve it, right? To make it better for us. And sometimes we just need a place to just talk it out without working towards solutions all the time, but just to be heard, truly heard. Mm -hmm. And so what you describe is that opportunity for someone to be able to just talk it out and be heard without moving toward the problem solving in the immediate moment. Right. If people ask us in in a hold appointment to help them um, figure out a way forward, we absolutely will. But it has to come from them. They have to ask for it. They have to ask us. Yeah, mm. we mm. never just offer it. Mm. So this is so this is really so it's very 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 client centered work that you do. Mm-hmm. It is holding space to yes. have holding space to have us to have an opportunity for someone to truly just be listened to and and okay so i want to talk about the process of of sharing like you talk about the benefit of sharing what do you see your clients experience in after they've just come to a session or two and just shared what what do you notice in your clients the most beautiful thing is it really does only take about 15 minutes and for some for some people one time is enough um, if they're working on one thing, it's it's beautiful because I've had several clients who have started the appointment literally in tears, and I hold space with that, and we let that be. 
And then they are able to, after we hold space with that, then they're able to get their breath and talk about it. And then after that happens, um, then there tends to be like this rush, right? This rush of, of words and the, the sorting. And it's, it's so beautiful because at the end, they go, I can't believe that 15 minutes made that big a difference in my life. That was amazing. And I just, I love that. That, that, that lights me up. Like you would not believe <laughs> it really does. I love that part because, because it's just like Mark Goulston says in his book, just listen, when someone feels felt, he, he calls it feeling felt. Isn't that so beautiful? Feeling felt when someone feels mm. felt, mm. oh my gosh, they, it's, it's like, there's, ah, oh, that burden is lifted. There's just like, it, and he, later in the book, he calls it an exhale. It's like, ah, right. You can breathe again. And that's uh, one client said that to me. She's like, oh my gosh, I can breathe again. Thank you so much. I can breathe again. How oh, beautiful. I get to help people feel like that. I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what? That the way you describe that breathe again, right? Mm -hmm. Because people, I, like, I do think that we experience this, this sensation of pressure. And sometimes we think like, I, I just need a pressure release, right? And we don't know what we need. And right. so being able to share what's going on and then just have someone hold the space for you, let you share it, let you talk it out. And, you know, we talk, we talk often about the different ways that we process. And one of the powerful ways of processing is by talking it out without even strategizing and planning and figuring out the path forward it is that space of presence and just letting it out and then like you I just love your excitement because this is what it's about right like when someone has that opportunity and you experience their experience of that ah, right <laughs> right who doesn't love that experience of just like, ah, I'm okay. It's okay. We're okay. Everything is okay. Yeah. Everything is okay. So, so let's talk about the value of listening. What do you want people to know about the value of listening when it comes? Because here's the thing. You offer this beautiful service, right? Where people can come and they can, they can book a session with you and they can with you or one of your team members, and they can just talk out whatever is going on. They have a space where someone will hear out their life drama. Yep. Not trauma, not trauma, drama. For drama. trauma, you need, right. Because we really want those that, that have trauma in their life to get professional help. That's really important. That's, uh, and that's all over our website. It's really, really important. Yeah. Yes. So good clarification, important clarification. You are not there to help people process trauma, you are there to help people share and experience the release of letting out and letting go of life drama, yeah. the ins and outs, the things that kind of feel sticky or hard, or, you know, yeah. just like uh, you just need to vent without somebody trying to fix it. Right. And then you create that breathing space for them, that space where you are listening for them. And so what tips would you give people who are like, you're right, you know what, like, 
listening is a skill. Listening is an important piece of this. So how can I become a better listener? What would you tell our, what would you tell our listeners? Yeah. How would you suggest they become better listeners for the people in their lives? So we're not taught to listen. There's, there's never been a curriculum. We didn't have any in school. And so if I can just teach people one thing right, really quick right now, what's going to happen when you're listening to somebody is they're most likely going to do exactly what I described earlier. They're going to be upset. They're going to do a whole lot of, I'll call it word vomit. They're going to, and at the end, they're going to go, and I don't know what to do. And at, at that point, when you're listening, what's really, really key is to ask the question, I hear you don't know what to do. Is that something that you want help with right now, figuring out what to do next? Or do you just need me to hold space? Mm-hmm. If I could teach people that one thing, it would change so much. The dynamics, the ripples of just that one thing would go so far, right? Will you please say that again? Because that's, that is so powerful. That is so powerful. So after people get through the word vomit and they say, I don't know what to do. If you can just simply ask the question, I hear you don't know what to do. And I'm not really sure yet if you want help figuring out what next, or if you just need me to be here with you in it. That's basically it. Yeah. And I said it differently, but you can use whatever words you want. I don't have any like magic words. It's just, that's the essence of the thing. Well, and, and Deb, what I love about this so much is this, like, you know, you talk about help. So, um, you know, in, in the trifecta of joy, I talk about in the book, the trifecta of joy, I talk about help and my acronym for help is honor, empathy, love, and presence, right? Because the true essence of helping is, is yes, there are things we can do, like you said, And the most important piece is being able to have, to be able to honor where that person is, have empathy for them in the moment, let them feel loved as another human being, having a human experience and being present with them. And, and so hold is just that hold is honor, empathy, love, and presence in that space of personal sharing and, and, and confidentiality and safety and, and just allowing. Yeah. Allowing. Whatever it is, whether it's anger, whether it's grief, whether it's sadness, whatever it is, it's okay. We can just hold that together. Yeah, exactly. So now if you have a client that comes to you that you know, share some things that like, and this is where I, I always get worried is like, what do you do if you have a client who comes to you who shares things that are like, this is something that needs therapeutic follow through, or this client would benefit from, you know, seeing a physician or like, do you ever, do you have those experiences and how do you handle that? That, that does get tricky um, because we don't offer advice and to tell somebody you need therapy, <laughs> that's offering advice. That read that right there. That's pretty strong advice. And so we, we're really, we're really, really careful and gentle. And so um, we, we might say, I've trained my team to say, are you, are you open to considering some options? And if we get a yes, then, then we'll say something gentle like, um, I really think that you could benefit from some therapy. Is that something you'd be willing to consider? I, th- I think that having an ongoing relationship with somebody to really be able to untangle all of that would be beneficial for you. And and because 
I see hold as a stepping stone, not to step because everybody doesn't need a stepping stone to therapy, but some people do. I mean, I see it. So I, I met this woman named um, Patricia Kane, and she talks about suicidality on college campuses, right? Mm-hmm. And she talks about the river of life and the, the waterfall being that suicide ideation, right? And what we want to do is we she's she's trying to intervene ahead of that waterfall, and I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to go even farther up the river with my hold service so that we can like get people off on a tributary, right? We don't need to go down that waterfall. It's okay. We know it's there. It's okay if it's there, but look at the scenery over here. <laughs> what what can we find? How can we get that exhale, that uh, that redirect, so that we're not headed that way? So for people that that are already further on down, we absolutely want to get them help, absolutely hundred percent. But we're not going to be able to force anyone. All we can do is offer our love, offer our compassion, and and direct them to resources. So I'm, I've been compiling as I've been working along with people, a uh, list of names. And so um, people who can work, you know, across the country. And so um, if, if somebody says they're open, yes, I'll share a name. Sure. That is awesome. And I, the way you described that, that, you know, the river and the waterfall and then the tributaries, um, I, I think that that is, is really a valuable illustration because as we do journey life, we run into challenges, we run into turbulence, we run into places where we need a pressure release, if you will. And so getting ahead of the really big, massive challenges, or, you know, the big mental health stuff by being able to have a space to simply share and, and, and just process like, you know, we we talk about the value of processing things and the challenge is, is that our brains don't stop, right? So our brains keep going and going and they going. Do. And then, right? And like, it's like, ah, I'm losing my mind because I've got so much going on in my head, right? And so hold is an opportunity for someone to just process it out loud, right? We talk about processing on paper, We talk about like, there are so many different ways to process. You can journal it out. You can, you know, talk it out. Um, But, and, or you can move your body to, to, to work the energy out. There's so many different ways to process things and to be able to process it just by letting it out, talking it out in a safe space where someone literally holds the space, honors where you are. It is empathic to the situation is, is there simply to listen and not be a problem solver or judging. I'm not going to judge either. Right. I, I don't have a need to judge you. It's okay. If you tell me that you had this thing and you really wish you would have done it differently or, you know, it, it is what it is. We're going to sit with, it is what it is. I don't, I don't need to judge your life. I really don't. You're okay. Just the way you are. I really I really believe a lot of people are are looking for that too. That space of just being able to be let things out and and not fear judgment, right? Yeah. When we're sharing with our loved ones or, you know, or our family members or our friends or our people who are close to us, I think there's always a level of concern that that person will judge where we are, what we're yeah. going through, or how we're seeing our own lives right? Yes. And, and the interesting thing is, is that I think that, that 
as human beings, we are actually our own worst critics, right? So like, like seriously, <laughs> truly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right? So as our own worst critics, when we're sharing with people that we love, we are automatically allowing our, you know, our negative self-talk or our inner critic to, to try and add stories because of the relationships that we have with those people. And that complicates our thoughts and our feelings around everything. So by streamlining it down to a service where you can just go and talk it out, you're eliminating a lot of that extraneous complication. Friends and family are sometimes too close to the problem, and sometimes it's worse than they are the problem. Either way, we listen, and it's okay. We can help. That's beautiful. I absolutely love it. This is so cool. Okay, Deb, I know that some of our listeners are going to be like, what the heck is this? So um, like, seriously, it, it it's really quite an incredible service because, you know, Mr. Rogersing is the way you described it to Mr. Rogers, the world, right? Like, what, what is it? What is it about Mr. Rogers to you? That makes you say this is that space of holding confidential, compassionate listening. I I loved Mr. Rogers as a kid, and I loved how he made me feel. He made it safe for all of our emotions in his TV show. All of everything, everything was all of the feelings. Anger was okay. Sadness was okay. It was all okay. And so when we missed Mr. Rogers, the world, what, what Mr. Rogers really gave to all of us was really listening and a whole lot of love. And I just think that's, um, that's really what I want to do too. If I could be like anybody, like when I grow up, I want to be like, I want to be like him. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I want to be like Mr. Rogers because he made it safe for people to just be right. He did no matter what. I mean, he was on the cutting edge. I mean, if you think about the cast of characters that, that he created in a show, he really was on the cutting edge. Truly. I mean, um, when he had his feet in the pool with, I forget the, the black man's name right now, but that was, and at the time that he did that, there were eyebrows being raised and there was like, whoa, but he was showing that we're all human. We we're the same. We're all the same. Mm-hmm. And, and he could sit with anybody. I mean, children with disabilities, whatever disability, he welcomed that he honored people for who they were. And mm-hmm. yeah, I want to be like that. It's true. Actually, Mr. Rogers was very, very cutting edge in the way that he embraced diversity in ability in race and and in so many different ways to create a space where the light was shining on every human being as a human being having their human experience and being unique and important and valuable Mm -hmm. and And, and valuable and and he just loved people he just, he loved people. And I think it's kind of sometimes I, you know, as a business owner, I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk about love. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to talk about Mr. Rogers and how he loves people and let people make the association because <laughs> I just love people like that. Yep. And I do too. I do too. I know, I know you do. You. And, and so, and that's what I think is so great about you, Deb, is because it really is about 
about each individual's experience of their life and and to be able to have the opportunity to create space for them to see the value in their own life right that that is at the, at the end of the day that is what it is about it's about allowing people to see their own light yes. allowing people to feel safe in their own light Mm-hmm. And, and to know that they have so much value in being the human being that they are, even when they're going through their what the fuck moments. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Because we all have them. Like, you know, that's this podcast started out as lighten up and unstuck your what the fuck, because the reality is, is that we all have those what the F moments. Yep. And so, the, you know, and, and now the trifecta of joy is the same thing. It is about awareness, right? It's about being aware that you need to share something. It's about befriending your inner critic and and allowing the space for your inner critic to be able to have a voice too, right? Because that, I would guess, is often what happens in, in, in your hold sessions is that people talk out and work through some of the drivel, garbage, old stories that that inner critic wants to hold right in their faces. You know, and then the last piece of the trifecta of joy is raising your vibe and and vibration and energy is everything. At the end of the day, hold is a beautiful opportunity for people to have a confidential space to share and be held. Deb, if people want to get in touch with you and find out more about the services that you offer. What is the best place to send them? Where where should our listeners go? Um, well, if they're already on Instagram, um, we're at Hearing Out Life Drama. And if they prefer our website, it's www.hearingoutlifedrama.com. Beautiful. So one more time, hearingoutlifedrama.com yep. or at Hearing Out Life Drama, all one word. Uh, yeah, it's long. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's one word, but it is one word that is easy to remember hearing out life drama. Deb, this has been an incredible conversation. I'm what? so excited for your book. Oh yes. my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm over the moon. I can't believe that it's real. It is so exciting. It is so exciting. And you know what? I am so grateful to be able to have this podcast that that combines the pieces of the book with the podcast and amazing guests like you so that we can talk about some of these interesting pieces that are life and and we can say like this is how we process this is how we move through this is how we create more joy and goodness oh, yeah. and juiciness in our lives mm-hmm. so good so good so- Deb, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. To our listeners, make sure you go and find Deb, hearingoutlifedrama.com. And again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening. Thank you for recognizing the value of your own life experience and the importance of listening for yourself and with yourself, and how to hold space for others when they need to move through their own things too. 
You are beautiful souls. And I am so grateful to be on this journey with you from the bottom of my heart. Have a gorgeous day. And until next time, all my love. Thank you for listening, my friend. We are deeply grateful you chose to be here. I trust that this has invited you, even if in some small way, to deepen your awareness, befriend your inner critic, and raise your vibration. Please follow us, leave a review, and share this podcast with a friend. If you have any ideas or feedback, please reach out. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. You are loved.